This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.48 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Phil. We're turning our attention to higher education outcomes, which are a critical ingredient if the government wants to achieve its economy madani aims. Now, the Higher Education Ministry has been urged to promptly introduce new policies that will enhance the global competitiveness of our universities. In a speech at University Malaya this week, Prime Minister Dadosri Anwar Ibrahim instructed the ministry to abolish outdated bureaucracy, empowering universities to make a autonomous decisions on their priorities and programs. In the past, the government took action to strengthen the higher education sector through initiatives such as creating a flexible learning environment and reducing cost durations. So it sounds somewhat like a paradigm shift if the ministry does uh, reduce old bureaucracies. What changes can we expect then in our higher education landscape? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Dr. Sharifa Munira Al-Atas, Independent Scholar and Deputy Chair of the Malaysian Academic Movement, or GERA. Dr. Munira, good morning. It's always good to have you. As mentioned, the Prime Minister has called for an end to the old bureaucracy in higher education and to allow universities the freedom to decide their priorities. What do you think the Prime Minister was referring to in his speech? Uh, Good morning, and thank you for... um having me on your show. All right, to to answer this uh, question, it, it's basically in the context of the public universities, the tight control of the Ministry of Higher Education over the administration of universities. For me, this is part of this old bureaucracy. Mm. There is a, a hierarchical relationship between the university and the ministry. So I hope the PM's call to end all bureaucracy really means to end this kind of political subordination. What we need uh, is to actually have a mutually respectful relationship. Both the university and the ministry need to critically engage each other. Uh, If there is less control, of course, universities will have more freedom to decide what their priorities are. Uh, And let me give an example. For example, Part of this priority is to conduct open intellectual discourses, as well as to encourage a wide range of of intellectual debates on campus. Uh, And this means on any topic, uh, and and the purpose is to nurture critical thinking. Um, But my last, actually very important point here is, Bureaucracy ultimately results in micromanaging. Mm. and, And academics, end up being bogged down in paperwork, procedural tasks, um, and these can be very irritating and demoralizing. Um, I, I, you know, from my own experience, I'd like to give an example of the simple task of syllabus preparation. Uh, It should not be burdensome, yet in in some uh, public universities, at the beginning of every uh, academic year or, or even sometimes every semester, lecturers have to be checked and okayed. Uh, lecturers' uh, syllabi have to be checked and okayed by the head of department and then the dean of the faculty. Mm. I mean, this is very demeaning and demoralizing. So uh, such hierarchical systems of, of micromanaging has no no place in a university setting. So to me, this is this has to be right. uh, this should end this kind of bureaucracy. And this micromanaging is manifested through this 
overemphasis on KPIs and rankings, is it? You've said that actually it's promoted a culture of academic dishonesty. What do you think is the better way then to measure performance and quality of universities? Uh, yes, there there is a, a, a correlation between rankings, uh, sloppy research and and the rise in academic dishonesty that we are seeing now. Um, I think we have to critically reevaluate our participation in the global university ranking system, but I'm not suggesting that we exit the system completely. What I'm suggesting is really to meet it halfway um, because we should not, I, I, I'm of the opinion where, whereby we should not be held hostage to external criteria exclusively. Uh, we should not neglect the responsibilities our universities have to our own domestic and societal needs. For, for example, public universities here, we must focus on, on our unique strengths or our unique niches of um, expertise. Universities could then be recognized globally because of these uh, niche strengths. And each university can then develop its own criteria of evaluation based on the impacts these niche experts have on our society. But of course, to do, to do all this, uh, there must be a systematic evaluation of our own higher education system. Um, we must be serious uh, about exposing why and how the quality of our academics, as well as the graduates we produce, why this has deteriorated so badly. Uh, and my, my last point actually on this uh, topic is um, we must also seriously address the rise in our academic dishonesty. Mm. Um, call these academics out openly and transparently. If their articles, for instance, if their articles are retracted, um, do a thorough background search as to why and then publicize this as a preventative measure for future transgressions. Because such transparency will then raise the credibility of the university globally. The world will see that our public universities care. They care about academic honesty and intellectual integrity. So this is another way of, of elevating our global um, uh, credibility. Dr. Munira, I'm wondering what you think the government should prioritize in this effort to reform public universities to be more independent, right? I mean, because it's it's been so long that public universities have been under this political hierarchy uh, that you described. What are the challenges do you think that need to be addressed for that relationship to be revamped and, and renewed in, in a way that uh, fosters that mutual respect you were talking about? Okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to you know, answer this directly, but I think I'm, I want to briefly mention just two mm. initiatives, okay? Um, the first is if, if we are sincere about reform, the most important thing in my mind is that we need to do, and we need to do this immediately, the most important thing is to reinstate uh, the National Council on Higher Education, and um, the NCHE, all right? Um, in our political history, we've had um, the formation of the National Consultative Council in 1970, all right? I think many will, will understand or, or remember our history. 
the NCC, the whole point of, of establishing the NCC was to tap um, the knowledge and experience of Malaysians across the political, the social and professional divide in order to rebuild Malaysia, which had experienced a traumatic crisis, uh, which was May 13, 1969. Similarly, um, the NCHE must be reconvened to fix our higher education crisis. And I'm saying it's a crisis because that's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, so, and, and my second uh, initiative that I'm hoping for the Madani government to follow up on uh, is that the government must uphold the value um, of, of academic freedom. You know, laws that stifle academic freedom compromise academic excellence. They, they stifle critical thinking. They create a culture of academic apathy, which is uh, prevalent among our lecturers. So the Madani government, I hope, uh, they, they should consider repealing or amending AUKU um, as well as Act 605. I think these are the two initiatives I, I think immediately needs to be uh, pondered over and, and implemented if possible. Dr. Munira, thanks so much for speaking with us. That was Dr. Sharifa Munira Al-Atas, Independent Scholar and Deputy Chair of the Malaysian Academic Movement, also known as Gura. She's also an author and you can look out for her latest book, Reform and Nation Building, Essays on Social Political Transformation in Malaysia, that's being launched this week. I think it's such an interesting uh, challenge that, you know, the higher education system has, right? You know, there's this whole desire to professionalize it or just, you know, improve performance. So the easy thing is just, you know, overload people with just bureaucracy, right? KPIs, targets, and just, you know, try and follow that religiously. But then what does that do, right? Does it compromise the academic honesty that you demand? And it's not just uh, about the micromanaging or the bureaucratic uh, bureaucratic weight, but also just that freedom of to decide what it is that yeah. you want to do and the academic freedom that Dr. Munir was talking about, right? That is lacking in our public universities at this moment. We hope to see a change. It's 7.59 in the morning. We're going to head into the 8 a.m. news bulletin. And then after that, on the breakfast grill, Philip C. speaks to Ibrahim Sani, the CEO of Yaya San Puneraju Pendidikan Bumi Putra. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.